This podcast is brought to you by the Turquoise Trail Charter School, Santa Fe, New Mexico. The masks are really annoying, and whenever I come in the morning, I almost fall asleep halfway through class. You guys, tell me a little bit about what it's like to be back in school after last year. Uh, you get, you maybe changed, and you get to see all your friends. Um, you're older than you used to be, and you know more from the last year. That's true. From Protect the Pack Productions at Turquoise Trail Charter School in Santa Fe, New Mexico, my name is Chris Eide, and this is The Hypothesis, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of what it's like to open and close and open a school again during the middle of a global pandemic. Last year, we gathered our school community every full moon to update them on our plans and engage them in critical conversations. We're the Coyotes. We'd even all howl at the end of the meeting. True story. At our gathering last March, I'd asked how many families were interested in keeping their students online in the upcoming year. This year. I presented a possibility for a school within a school, nearly entirely online, with a dedicated faculty and staff. We would serve students in grades 5 through 8, where we believed the need would be greatest. Within the next 36 hours, the families of 101 students were signed up as interested. Of course, we knew that the conditions around the pandemic would change in ways we couldn't predict between March and August when we start up school, but we decided to develop the project anyway. We gave it a name that captured the moment. We call it the Academy of Extraordinary Circumstance. This year, we're asking a lot of questions of the Academy as the future of the Academy is unclear. It was designed to address a community need in a very particular moment in time, but its usefulness may not yet be totally clear. In this episode, we'll explore the still open question of the effectiveness of online learning, specifically two questions. One, can online learning be as effective or even more effective than in-person learning? And two, Has the pandemic changed the way we think about the actual purpose of education for students in grades 5 through 8? You'll meet Aaliyah, a student in the academy who has also attended school in person this year. You'll meet Mr. Villarreal, our immensely talented Spanish teacher in the academy who also started a church just before the pandemic hit and continues to preach every Sunday. You'll also meet Ms. Pry, our director of academics who is also the founding principal of the academy. She came to us after having been principal of a high school in Albuquerque, where 100% of her students graduated during the pandemic, and approximately 90% of those students came from low-income households. Hope you'll stay with us. This is Jen Pry, our Director of Academics and Founding Principal of the Academy of Extraordinary Circumstance. After nine weeks of instruction, we now have 11. 
ready for uh, ready for algebra one, and that includes two seventh graders. So our Academy of Extraordinary Circumstances uh, geared towards students in fifth through eighth grade, and it is designed to be intensive and differentiated and small class sized. The idea is that we can give such precise instruction to kids that they are able to make up big differences in a small amount of time. And we've been extremely curious about whether it is actually working. We look a lot at the data. And as you heard from Jen Pry in the first part, we have a lot of kids who are really succeeding in math. What about reading? Of the um, 68 students, we had almost 20 of them um, at least shift half a grade level in their Lexile, in their Lexile range. For those of you not deeply familiar with uh, reading pedagogy uh, and practice, uh, Lexile is one of the measures that we use in order to determine a student's reading level. So, so far the results are good, but it doesn't tell us everything that we want to know. In other words, what is effective? And are the students actually enjoying it? Are they engaged? If you're like I was going into the pandemic, you probably believed that teachers, schools would do their very, very best to educate our kids. But in the end, it might not be as productive academically as we would be otherwise, where we here in person conducting school the way that we'd done it before. And the results last year from all over the country were mixed. We really don't know how well we did in general. But here we are now in this second sort of phase of school in the pandemic, if you will, and we have developed some online tools. We have been able to structure a school as if it were an actual in-person school, but online. And we think that we might be able to do a good job and perhaps even a little bit better. Whatever the way we started a year ago is nothing compared to the way we have set up the whole thing, you know? This is Mr. Villarreal, our Spanish teacher in the academy. And I can tell you now, whatever we have right going on right now, we believe that we can even do better than this. And this is an interesting point because I think now in schools across the country, when kids are mostly back in person, a lot of people have sort of given up on what the promise of online education may have held for us. We're still trying to push that. Like Mr. Villarreal said, we think we can actually even do better. We're there, we're here. And I think that, man, these students nowadays, they're so savvy, tech savvy that whatever you ask them to do, they do it right away. And if we can, you know, manage all this information and transmit it to the new generation and, and knowledge, man, it's, it's just as effective as in person. Just as effective as in person. That requires a ton of belief, a ton of grit, a lot of ingenuity, and more than anything, just a raging sense of optimism. That is Mr. Villarreal. It also takes a lot of uh, tactical skill and insistence that kids are present in a way that you can really do uh, you know, intentional engagement in person. So Miss Pry last year had the task of ensuring that high school students all participated online to the extent that they could actually graduate from high school on time. 364 kids pretty much thought they were going to get to go home and take a break for two weeks. And little did they know they had to figure out how to graduate. Two different graduating classes had to graduate on time. Um, and that this was their new reality. So how do you actually do that then? Especially with the group of 18-year-olds who are more motivated 
to turn off their cameras and play video games. We equated that to having their heads on the desk in the real life classroom. Um, well, live the first three to four weeks, computer screens were pretty dark with their profile pictures. A couple times of resetting the standard and resetting the, the um, and renorming that on what that truly looked like. Um, cameras were cameras were on and we were super, super lucky in that end of that um, last quarter to have over 98% engagement rate. And we measured that on based on the number of exit tickets that were turned in. We know from years and years in education that warm and relentless is a winning combination for uh, student achievement and getting the most out of all of your kids. And that's definitely the tone that Jen Pry took when she was leading that school. And it's clear that some of those tactics, if not all of them, are effective in the online environment. So go back to the first question. Can online learning be as effective or even more effective than in-person learning? As you can tell, the adults who are working in that construct are optimistic about it. What about the students? Um, well, it is sometimes a challenge. This is Aaliyah. She is a student at Turquoise Trail in the Academy of Extraordinary Circumstance. Because uh, sometimes the Chromebook can uh, act weird and kick me out of meets at random time. But despite some of the craziness that technology can put into our lives, there is a lot of reassurance and normalcy that comes when things are really well planned out. With uh, the academy, it's been a little different because uh, I did do the uh, online last year, which was chaotic because uh, um, nobody nobody knew what they were doing, and it was kind of like stressful and chaotic. But um, that's. That's one of the differences uh, about the academy versus last year, because now everything is more organized and everybody understands like their schedule and everything. But despite all of the organization and uh, all of the uh, ease that comes when there is a structure, Aliyah was of a different mind when it came to the potential of online learning. In particular, I asked her, do you think that it's possible that online learning can be as effective or even more effective than in-person learning? No. Um, and the reason I think that is because a lot of people can get distracted real easily, especially if you like you if you have siblings or if um, if your computer's acting up. Um, I don't think it's very, I don't think you can learn as much as you can in real school because you could actually pay attention and won't have no problems. So Aaliyah's perspective is a little bit different than Ms. Pry and Mr. Villarreal. She thinks that you can be more easily distracted online and therefore you're not likely to learn as much. But she and Mr. V do agree on one thing and that is that the true heart of teaching transcends technology. It's more human than that. Help you understand it, and then if you still don't get it, they help you more and more. So I think that's one of the most effective things with the teachers. It may not be the technology itself, but the real heart that lives between two people. Again, Mr. Villarreal. So I've been working with uh, youth probably my whole life in, in different scenarios, but he was like, it's in there, you know? It's in there, let's, let's, just, let's just do it. Let's make it happen. And... Um, I think what he helped the most, it was putting yourself in their position. What are they going through? How would you like this time to be uh, 
presented to you if you were a kid, if you were the student. So that way, I believe that yes, there is a content, there's a curriculum, there's things that we have to teach, but there's a story behind every single student. So I think that's what opened up a perspective that I, I, I didn't develop before. You know, when, I, when you start putting all those pieces together, oh, you know what? I can present, I know how to do slides. Oh my God, I, I, I love being behind a camera. I didn't know that, you know? And then, oh my God, this kid, you know, it's kind of, let's see what's going on. So how was your day? And go and see that they were dealing with things at home. And that's what you would do if you were in person. You would connect as people, building relationships, because we all know in education that you can teach students all you want, but unless you have a strong relationship with them, it's not going to be as much as it possibly could. It all starts there. So is it possible then that we could take that heart, that very core of what makes great teaching great, and melt the screens between us and learn to make this more lifelike, so to speak? It is a challenge because uh, it's, you know, kids are in front of the, of the computer and you don't know what they're doing and you don't know if they're paying attention to you, but uh, then you start call calling, then you start to reading their gestures, you know, you start to have a, this interactive class that um, it takes time and I can say it's perfect now, but I believe that, uh, that as we go, it is becoming uh, at the level of, you know, being in person as well. So as the year rolls on and we get more academic data that tell us a little bit more about how our students are faring in this online environment compared to their peers who are here in person, one thing remains constant. That is that people really do matter. No matter whether they are in person or across two screens from one another, that true connection can truly happen here. So we know that in students in grades five through eight, a lot of the education that they uh, take part in is social, and they do miss that component of it. But we also know that we have a lot of adults out there who truly care and will do anything to build relationships and get through to those kids, no matter where they are. Next week, we are gonna talk about teachers and the teaching shortage. It's real, and it's all over. And we're going to talk a little bit about how it's impacted our school and how we're thinking about the future. We hope that you'll join us. Special shout out to Mr. V, to Miss Pry, and to Aaliyah for, for joining today and, uh, and lending us their opinions, their voice, their thoughts, their hopes, and their dreams. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep reading books. I've never heard that motorcycle before, so I don't know where it came from. <laughs> we'll see you next week.